Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents Pit Row with your host Ralph, where we will review the upcoming NASCAR weekend's races and go over the last weekend's races, what happened, what we saw on the tracks, and build towards DFS picks. Let's jump into our latest episode. Welcome back to Pit Row, y'all. It's your host, Ralph. Let's talk about the Forever 400 and take a look this week ahead to Martinsville Speedway for the paperclip for the Xfinity 500. But as I said, before we do that, we will take a look at the Forever 400 from Homestead last week. Really exciting race if you happen to miss out. Before we do that, though, you can listen to this podcast and watch it at www.tigerbombsae.com. There's a page for Pit Row. You click on it. You can listen there. You can watch it there via the YouTube link or just find us on YouTube that very same way. You can also find us wherever you listen to podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeart, Apple, everywhere, right? Spotify. Um, and if you're on X or Facebook, you can, guys, you just do the same thing. It's pretty simple. Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. That's what you search for. The appropriate thing will come up so you can like, subscribe, click, or follow. And then you can get every new episode as well as listen to the other episodes or the other podcasts that we have here at Tiger Bomb. If you're a fantasy football guy, maybe maybe you listen to the process. So that's the rundown. Now, as I said, Homestead was actually a very exciting race. Um, the playoff, something new for me in terms of NASCAR, but the – Pressure was on all afternoon, and it was very, very riveting from a fan perspective as you're just trying to see who's going to survive the race at points, not even just win, right? There's a lot going on. But for me, um, I, I, I think it's a cool track. I love the placement at the end of the season. It matters so much for the track that used to basically you know, d- decide it all at one point, so... Very cool stuff. But if we take a look back at the Forever 400 very quickly, Truex and Wallace were up front to start this race. And we go green. And um, this is the second race in the round of eight. So as you know, coming up this weekend in Martinsville, this will be the end. We'll have the final four. So Wallace jumps out and Truex slides down the challenge, side draft in there from these two. And so uh, they're about a half second in front of the the rest of the pack, if you will. Lap five, Wallace finally does clear Truex, so the order becomes Wallace, Truex, Brad K, Reddick, Blaney, Byron, Larson, and Dylan. Tires getting eaten up quickly here, though. Lap eight and lap times already starting to fall off by about a second, basically. So Burden and Briscoe, a little contact back in the pack, but we keep racing. Lap 20, Truex is in the lead now, but Byron is challenging him. And Bubba falls back to seventh. Some issues now that he's uh, in that dirty air and not up front. So he was having a a bit of a problem once he fell back there. Bubba, um, as far as being in the pack. Now, Byron, by this time, is finally able to pass Truex for the the lead. And then we get these green flag pits, basically. A bit of a new order as we cycle through. Truex was a little slower on older tires. Um, but now we have Larson out front, Brad K, Blaney, Byron, and Truex. Then we get a caution. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. goes around. He was running 18th at the time, and that's with four laps to go on the stage. So essentially, that's going to end the stage for us. 
uh, with 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 that order of Larson uh, taking the stage. So stage two, we get the restart and Brad K and the five are out front now. Larson again. Larson clears Brad K. So the order becomes Larson, Brad K, Byron, Gibbs, Truex, Reddick, Blaney now. A little three wide back in the pack again. And then lap 36 until the stage, we get into the green cycle pits now. So you see Reddick and Truex looking for long run speed, essentially. And Hamlin is still out there at this point in the race, just like he did in stage one. The caution negated what he was trying to do at the end of that stage, but they're going to try it again. So the order now is Hamlin, Wallace, Harvick, Elliott, Sendrick, Bush, Larson. Lap 46, Hamlin finally brings it in. So Larson back up front now for the new order of him, followed by Brad K, Blaney, Byron, Truex, Reddick, and Gibbs. To Austin Dillon behind Gibbs at this point in Chastain and Allmendinger bringing it in. So Larson's tires aren't able to hold, though, which allows Blaney to pass. Byron also passes. So Larson's got no grip. He's kind of sliding everywhere. And at this point, it's pretty evident in this race that 50 laps on those old tires and they're about done is what we see. So Blaney is flying now and he takes stage two the fifth stage win of the season for blaney at this point and he was real fast no doubt uh, all the way to the end of the stage there and then hamlin able to work himself back up to fourth to end the stage also of note needing those points those playoff points so four tires is the order on pit road for most everybody and blaney will keep the lead off pit road essentially going into stage three so we go green blaney and byron out front we got three wide in the pack byron is battling he clears Blaney finally. So it becomes Byron Blaney, Brad K. Hamlin, Larson. And the 12 is squeezing Byron big time up top. Blaney's squeezing him. Not much room to spare. Blaney rides the low line down into the corner. Also, he's running far more effectively uh, the, right now. Byron is going to try to bottom now. Larson also goes down there. Chastain is sixth now. Truex and Dylan are behind him. Larson wants to pass Brad K. It's not easy, though. New tires on the bottom is so fast for Brad. The guys riding high are at a disadvantage in the pack right now. Brad K hard into the wall. He got a little help from Truex. He was pushing it also. That's, a, that's you know, going to basically slow him up, essentially. Um, but he hit the wall hard. Meanwhile, Hamlin was... Uh, he finally got by Byron, and he's looking for the leader, Blaney, at this point in stage three. The 11 is faster into the turns and through the turns at this point in the race, which is cool to see, but also very evident is the 12 is more efficient coming out of the turn. So the 11 and 12 in a real battle here where fuel will start to become an issue now in this final stage. 186 of 247 done now. Larson won't go away. He clears Hamlin. A nice move to just ride the white line. He looks faster. I don't think Hamlin wants to get into a battle when he wants to make a long run. So you kind of just got to let that guy slide on by. He'll let him go. Larson had, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Larson, uh, Hamlin. Yeah, he clears Hamlin. So he forced Hamlin high, basically. Um and Larson rides the low line, which is, I guess that's what I was getting at there is we see this reversal of what we've been seeing. We know Larson is notorious for riding that high line, but he goes down low and he forces Hamlin high. So that's, you know, something that maybe Hamlin wasn't expecting. And we know that Larson is a master riding high, just inches from that wall. Right. So 
Blaney is riding to the wall now too. Not every driver can run this close to the wall. We got to stress just like they did in the broadcast without hitting it periodically. It's hard to do that without hitting it. We've seen drivers hit it all afternoon. Larson has a clear advantage with this ability to hug the wall so closely and consistently and without incident. It's clear cut. So we're seeing the green flag pits now with 57 laps to go in stage three. And then, boy, do we get a big caution. The five ran into the water barrels. This was crazy. I literally had my jaw open watching this. He was trying to gain ground on Blaney. They were racing, y'all. Blaney slowed up, came to the yellow line, going over the pit, and the five was flying behind him. The five swung wide to get around Blaney, and he uh, hits him in the right rear corner panel. The five gets major front damage. The caution comes out because of this, because the, the, the water barrels and the sand goes everywhere. Larson said he didn't expect Blaney to break that much. You could argue Blaney slow braked. Excuse me, Blaney slow braked. You could argue that. It was definitely a conservative break by the 12. Nothing dirty, but conservative for sure. The five wasn't really speeding, and he did have time to slow down more. Most guys come into pit row like five over for a good pit run because you won't get busted for speeding for that. They won't bust you to 54 miles an hour. So it's kind of like, you know, was Blaney in the wrong? No. But guys usually don't go that slow. Um, but a crazy caution nonetheless. So red flag so they can clean that up and, you know, because all the sand flew out of there. But, um, you know, terrible way for Larson's day to end. But luckily, he's already won himself last week into the round of four. Um, great for Blaney. Great end for Blaney, actually, because he was able to pit legally. Uh you know, as this was, you know, right after this was going on, as he was trying to do anyway. So the so he's the only car on the lead lap that doesn't have to pit at this point. Meanwhile, the 19 is in trouble while this is going on. We see the 19 just uh, pitted to gain an edge, and it just didn't matter now because of this scenario with the caution. The caution eats into the edge. He was hoping to gain by doing that. And so they didn't cycle through, and he's kind of screwed at this point. Um, it was a slow stop, but also the yellow – this kills his day, essentially. But we go green again, 46 to go, Hamlin out front now, and then we get another caution, which saves his day. The 15 hit the wall hard, J.J. Yelly. The 42 was involved. He's done for the day, host of our Chastain was involved also, trying to repair it. A lot of cars in the same spot is how that happened. The 6 was involved, Brad K. This is a break for Truex, essentially. Of note, the 11 flew out there to start. And the 12 of Blaney was about to drop the second. Like, he didn't get a good, clean start. And Bell was about to, uh, you know, maybe pass him, actually, it looked like. Um, uh, drop second to Bell, yeah. And so the 12 was basically, at this point, it's like, why did he start so slow? Kind of wondering, did that wreck on pit row have anything to do with it? So we go green again with 38 to go. Blaney is better now. So no problems with the wreck before. Hamlin and Blaney door to door here, but Bell passes the two of them. And then you get the 24. He drifts up the track and passes the 11 and the 12 for second. Their racing side by side really affected them both. The inability of one of them to not let the other pass really finally does, you know, substantial damage. Blaney finally clears the 11, but it took way too long, which is how those other guys were able to pass. So the order becomes Bell, Byron, Blaney, Hamlin, Dylan now. Blaney catches Hamlin now. 11 
Hard into the wall, though. We get the caution. His steering broke, he says. They show it in the replay. You see that wheel snap. Dangerous scenario. Hard contact for Blaney. It just drove into the fence at that point. So Blaney's or not Blaney, Hamlin's day essentially done. Heartbreaker for him. And the 19 also having issues at this point in the race, too. He radioed during the green. Says he's got to bring it in. He feels like the engine is dying. And so the 11 is done. And just like that, the 19 is done, too. The engine did basically blow up. So Byron picks up some spots off pit road also at this time. Now for the restart. And we'll restart with Byron inside, Blaney outside. Okay, so Bell is just behind them. Still battling. The 12 is tough on fresh tires. Byron clears them. The 12 stays close, though. Rides low. Byron blocks. Bell is closer now. Bell clears the 12. Now he's looking for Byron. The 20 wrapped around the bottom well while Blaney uh, was a little bit loose with it up top. 22 to go now. So it's Byron Bell, Blaney, Wallace, Logano. Byron is on defense at this point. Bell is stalking him. Door to door. 15 to go. Bell finally passes Byron. He's pulling away from Byron. He's inside of the 24. Reddick's chasing Blaney. He needs these playoff points now. This is huge for Blaney. He's just above the cut, and Reddick is just below it for the round of four. And the order is Bell, Byron, Blaney, Reddick now. And these first guys are in that exact order behind Larson in the playoff standings at this point during the race. Intense laps now. Intense, 10 to go. Byron races up to take the line away from Blaney. Blaney dives way down into the corner to come back even, and he makes the pass. Blaney is looking for Bell now. That's a little That little dance slowed him up, though, some. He still has some time, but the 12 is too fast. Six to go, just three at this point now. White flag is out, one to go, and Christopher Bell wins it. He's clinched his final four spot for himself and Joe Gibbs racing. The kid's done it again. Bell and Larson, both clinching only two spots remain at this point to get to the round of four. So as I said, thrilling end as you could hope for there at, at Homestead. And it sets the stage for the Xfinity 500 this week at a paperclip. So we'll go to Martinsville, Virginia. This is the half mile paperclip, y'all. Um, 8.5 mil just over is the purse 500 laps that's 263 miles stage breaks at 130 260 and 500 christopher bell's a defending winner here last fall his walk-off victory to get him into the final four he won't need that this year but a couple things to consider three martinsville wins under the belt for truex and so he's got to rely on you know some of this magic of old because things look dire for him right now. Hendrick and JGR, so Joe Gibbs Racing, have combined to win the last eight Martinsville races. Probably going to be one of them doing the damage again on Sunday. All four current Hendrick drivers, check this out, have won at the track in the last six races. They are coming in looking studly on Sunday. Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman just want to get a win before this season is over. So they're as motivated as their teammates who are still racing for gold. Chase Elliott currently riding a streak of three consecutive top 10 place finishes at Martinsville to go along with six top 10 um, in the last seven races there. So he figures to be involved in the ending of that one 
And uh, the fact that he's not in the playoffs isn't going to have a bearing on it, I don't think. Hamlin, for his part, has led more than 100 laps in three of the last five races here. I feel he's going to be a player in the intermediate part of the in the inter part of the race. I don't know if he's going to be there at the end, but Hamlin is going to be leading laps. Hamlin's going to be aggressive. I want to play. I want to get advantage. I want to get some, I guess, uh, exposure to him in my DraftKings lineup. Now, uh, he's the only driver is Hamlin who has uh, scored more points than Larson and Bell on short tracks in the next generation era with 167. So they already secured their spots. You know, that's something that's got to make him feel comfortable thinking that he can come in here and pull this off. Walk it off, baby. Brad K, 11 top 10s over 12 race span between 2016 and 2021. That's pretty nuts. Um, like him, obviously, as one of the drivers, not in contention, but can still do some damage, along with Logano. Logano's got a pair of runner-up finishes in the three next-gen races here. So he's been good of late, good with the new car. We like that. Blaney, the best average finish at Martinsville among active racers inside the top 10, 9.5. Right guy, right time coming off of a hot last week. And Tyler Reddick is the only, uh, he only has one top 10 finish in seven Martinsville starts. So I, I don't feel like this is something that he can overcome this week. And Chris Boucher's back is against the wall too, but he won two of the last six short track races. So we're going to have to see if he can pull another rabbit out of his hat. Guys, DraftKings didn't work that well last week, but it was real simple why I invested in the drivers that didn't even finish the race, like Hamlin, right? The the championship drivers that had problems finishing, like Hamlin and Truex. Championship drivers did not win the day. Oh, I'm sorry, they did win the day. It wasn't drivers not in um, contention. It was just that I had the wrong ones. And so, you know, not I can't do anything about DNFs. So we'll move forward to this week. But the strategy, I think, this week is simple. I want to play these guys that are not in contention because there are some strong horses that can do well in this race. I want a piece of that. So I think if I'm considering DraftKings, there's six slots. I want a Hendricks lineup. You know, I want a Joe Gibbs lineup. But I also want a three and three lineup of three championship contenders and then three nine contenders like that. So Logano, Boucher. And uh, Brad, K or I'm sorry, Logano, Brad K, and Elliot Primary, right, are the guys that, uh, as far as non-contenders that I would want to get exposure to. But I'm doing it like that, mix and match, probably two lineups of three and three, so that I can get you know everybody that I want um, in the contender phase fit in there, if that makes sense. So two lineups of three of three, a JGR and a Hendrick. That's what I'm gonna do. Because I feel like the gold is going to be in one of those. And that's it. But, guys, I hope you enjoy watching the race. I hope this was informative. Um, if you didn't watch last week or you're looking for information to get you ready for Martinsville, well, we, we got it right here, right? So thanks so much for listening, as always. We'll come right back here next week, talk about what we saw, and get ready for championship race. Peace. Have a great weekend. This has been Pit Row. If you enjoyed it, drive back through next week. We'll do it again. Another Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment production.